0: Welcome to another edition of Just Reasoning, the podcast, a My Soul Rebel production. There's a five alarm fire in America right now. America is burning right now, it's on fire, coast to coast. Madness and mayhem coast to coast. Uh, what started off in Minnesota following the, the murder of George Floyd, followed by massive protests, which went from peaceful protests into burning, looting, burning down buildings, burning up a police station, you know, many businesses. Uh, what started there, than the ever major city within the country. From Los Angeles to Houston to Atlanta to Dallas, Philly, New York, DC, Boston, you name it, any big city. Strictly madness this weekend. Um what you're seeing is people who are fed up. They're fed up with a whole lot. They're fed up with the overall um, system um, for the benefit of a few, while the masses struggle. That is a background theme to all of this. Um, Specifically regarding police brutality, you have um, time after time after time where policemen have abused their power they have killed unarmed um citizens and have gotten away with it uh that is the thing the getting away with it and when that happens time and time again you know people march and they protest and they um you know demand that the perpetrators be arrested and after him and then and after a while, they've eventually arrested sometime, sometimes. Um, and then after that, it goes from, then things get quiet, you know, because they have to work on, you know, the trial and set the date for the trial and all that. And so normally by the time they get to try in the case, the news is kind of stale, it's old, so people aren't really focused on it. And then more often than not, the police officers get off and then another uprising again. And so people are tired of that. Uh, And so this what you're seeing is people saying enough is enough. You know, we've tried every other approach. We've tried the peaceful approach and it's not working. Um, I'm not here advocating um, burning down buildings and looting and mashing up windows and, you know, you know, burning up police cars and just other cars. I'm not advocating that, but I understand it. You know, Martin Luther King said the riot is the voice of the unheard, right? You know, Martin Luther King, the you know the nonviolent um, um, advocate that he was, even he understood that what you're seeing when people get to rioting and burning and mashing up things is it's because they aren't being heard. So what you're seeing is people's voice not being heard, and this is how they respond. Um, you know, just frustration over the you know the course of the beginning of this country, from the foundation of this country. Um, you know, a nation founded on the white genocide of the Native Indian population. Uh, that's how the country started. Um, Then the country was built on the backs of the white enslavement of black Africans through hundreds of years of slavery. And from that, ever since then, you have this more or less master race of people, you know, as they probably view themselves, trying to maintain their dominance. And so that is evident through policies such as, you know, um, redlining where you, you know, you starve communities of investment, um, um, you know, from, you know, business investment and what have you, from educational policies, you know, where uh, areas that have, you know, low property values don't get, you know, funding for schools. So the state of education, those communities, um, and the resource that those schools get is minimal. Um, so you keep those people in these poor areas, um, you know, with substandard education. And so, you know, we ca- I can go on for a long time listing all the different things that have been done to maintain this master class um, who control everybody else. And it's it's not by accident, it is by design. So out of these um, ghettos and um, poor areas that they have, you know, by design created, um, you're going to have poverty. Um, from that, you're going to, you know, with lack of opportunity and hopelessness and desperation, you're going to have um, crime comes out of that area. And then when crime is in there, then you have Police coming in there to, you know, um, set the people straight, and then the fact that they sit now profitable to, um, and you know, to <laughs> the new enslavement to imprison, um, you know, millions of people, out of who have resorted to a life of crime out of these conditions under which they, um, you know, um, were born and grew up in. Um, then you're going to have these conditions, and so you're going to have this animosity. Between the people and police um, across the nation, so that's why you're seeing this uprising across the nation. is not a Minnesota problem. It is a United States problem. It happens everywhere. Everybody can empathize, you know, and you know with the issue. So you have uprising, you know. So uh, this is a combination of things. It has been coming for. know hundreds of years um and of late the more police get away with this nonsense then the more um you're going to see this sort of action you know the marching didn't seem to get their attention the singing holding hands didn't seem to get their attention all these different things didn't get their attention um but if we're to look at what happened just recently in, in this George Floyd case, you have this man kneeling on this man's neck for eight minutes and kill him. You know, an obvious murder that's on tape, on video. And, you know, <laughs> what were they waiting on to arrest this man? Yeah, yeah, nothing. Literally nothing changed until it started burning on their city. You know, so uh, if you look at it, a logical conclusion would be they acted and got their ass in gear as soon as they started burning their shit down. You know, so take that for what it's worth, um, it caused action. That's certainly what it appears to be. And so, you know, um, th- this is a you know combination of things over many many years, and with the pr- this the leadership we have in this country right now under this president at this time, it makes it even worse because his whole existence in politics is entirely because of white grievance. Donald Trump could only become president after a black president because people seeing a black man rise to become president of this country made millions of white people think we're losing our country they are even becoming presidents now and so trump identified that and he's seizing on this white grievance his entire existence about building the wall to keep the brown people out about banning muslims um you know about deporting all you know illegals you know sending them all back right um his whole existence is about making America, you know, this this making America great again. that's making America dominant white again, right? As if that has never changed. But that's what it's all about. And so um not only did he run on that platform, he has governed on that platform. And so with all this anger that has been, you know, you have these brush fires of anger and, um, you know, hatred and divisiveness all over the country. Here comes this man into office. He's walking around with an open drum of gasoline, just dropping and igniting and amplifying fires all over the country, right? So that's what you're seeing right now, you know, and when when this first thing happened with, with, with with George Floyd, and I asked him about it and, you know, he was there saying, um, you know, it's a bad thing that happens and we'll get to the bottom of it and blah, blah, blah. You know, I looked and I said, you know what? Give him a couple hours. I watch him step all over that statement. And, you know, right on cue, within a couple hours, he was tweeting, you know, these thugs, um, you know, and if the left wing mayor of Minnesota, everything has, has to be political for him. Doesn't take care of this, we're going to send in the military. And when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Right? So 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 you have that coming from the top of the government. What do you think the reaction is going to be amongst people who are already enraged? It made the shit ten times worse. You know, so the absolute worst time to have this man in office. And you know, I saw a tweet earlier on, I think it was from uh, Dan Rather. And, um, you know, so we've had multiple days of, you know, city by city protests, riots, burning all across the nation. And Dan Rather, you know, long time newsman with, with um, uh, CBS, said he cannot imagine another president, another time in history, where with all this going on around the country, city by city, that the President of the United States at that time would not take that moment to have a national address from the Oval Office to try and calm things down, to at least try to at least speak to it. right? And also, he said, he cannot think of another president in history where those words um, would be less welcome. Right. it's because you know we, we know what we have. We know we have this, um, just the most divisive person possible in that office, and uh, <laughs> it's a reality that we don't we don't expect him to rise to the occasion ever, and we don't want to hear what he has to say because he never rises to the occasion. He makes things worse. So actually, his silence, um, and tweeting and whatever, but you know nowadays I, I don't pay attention to a thing he says um so in spite of all that um his silence is actually appreciated you know you know what will it take for things to calm down things are, are gradually going to calm down um you know uh police have kind of uh, you know stepped up their uh, efforts to stop these um protests getting violent and you know and obviously police doing what they do, not all of it has has been by the book. Um, We've seen that go out of hand many times during this, um, you know, many incidents here to describe, Um, but this is a rough time in this country's uh, history, and it is uh, a buildup. This is not all about one incident. It is a combination of many events just coming to a boiling point right now. Uh, you know, where do we go from here? Um, I don't know where we go from here. Uh, What I would say is we didn't get this way overnight. We're not going to solve it overnight. Uh, It's going to take um, probably generations to get this right. Uh, What we as black people need to do, however, is uh, strategically utilize our political power and our economic power. Um, We have to put mayors and city council members and police chiefs and district attorneys across every city in the United States um, that hears our voice. And so that, that don't happen in one election. That happens in election after election over a long period of time. It takes economic power because it, you know, um, politics is money. Money is politics. So, how we spend our money, where we spend our money, who we choose to spend it with, um, and building up our economic base to put some power and some financial muscle behind our voice—those um, are things that we need to do. So, those are things within our control. Um, so, that's where we should um, place our focus. Um, you know, you know, we're not burning and looting I'm not going to solve anything. But as Martin Luther King said, "The riot is the voice." Um, of the unheard, um, I hope they heard us now. Now on to the next step. Let's do this. Let's organize, strategize, utilize our political, our economic power, um, take over these cities one by one, put people in offices that hear our voice, that represent our communities and realize this, this is not going to get fixed overnight. So we're in it for the long haul. But we are powerful people. We've been through a hell of a lot. And we still stand. Um, battered and bruised, but we still stand. Uh, bless up my people, one love.